0: With Hashem's assistance, we are learning about page forty seven. We begin six lines in at the end of the line. if you have a, a chicken that causes damage, whereas in regards to a cow, so we said previously that Rabbi says that the, the calf is considered part of the mother and, and you can collect from the calf as well. In regards to a chicken, the the egg is considered something that's totally separate, it's not attached, it's just like something that's inside of there, and you can't collect from the egg. My What's the reason? Because because it's something that's completely separate from the mother. Vama Rava, Rava says, We're trying to figure out how much damages were caused to a cow along with its calf. So you don't separate them and say, look, we have a cow and we have a calf. How much damage was, was caused? Rather, what we do is we evaluate the calf as if it's within the cow meaning that we determine how much a cow is worth when it's pregnant, how much it's worth a similar set of cow if it wouldn't be pregnant, and that's the amount of money that has to pay, that's considered the value of the calf. Because if you don't say this, So if we don't evaluate it this way, so you're going to be taking away money from the person who caused the damage. Similarly, we find that we look at a holistic picture, we look at the whole picture, not just at any individual part of it, in regards to a person who causes damage, he chops off the hand of someone's slave. So you don't pay for the value of how much would a person be willing to take in order that he should lose his slave's hand, the slave should lose a hand, but rather we say how much is a slave worth which has a hand, and how much is a slave worth if it doesn't have a hand. We look at the broader picture, not at the value of the hand itself. And so that we find similarly, if we're talking about someone who caused damage to the field of his friend, let's say I caused damage to to field, I. I Ripped out one of his trees. So we don't look at the value of the tree itself, but rather we look at the value, the whole picture. We look at the value of the field, how much it was worth before when it had that tree, how much that it's worth now that it doesn't have that tree. Umrilh Ravah Braderava, Liravashi, the Rav the Brava says to Ravashi the following Vi What do we say? The reason why do we do this? Because we want to say we don't want to take away from the person who caused damage. But the question is like this if in fact it's correct, <inaudible> let the person who caused damage, let him lose out. If really he should lose out, he does lose out. <inaudible> The reason is, it goes like this, because the person who caused the damage can say, Listen, I didn't cause damage to a cow plus a calf. I caused damage to a pregnant cow. So you can only evaluate the damage that I caused based on the fact that I caused damage to a pregnant cow. She says, The following statement is obvious. If you have a cow that belongs to one person, and you have a calf inside that belongs to a different person, so whatever fat, when we're trying to figure out how much value the animal has gone down. So the fat, the value that it has because of the animal being large and having uh, meat on it, so that all goes obviously to the owner of the cow. Now what's going to be in regards to the fact that the animal is larger because of the fact that it's pregnant? So Rapapa says that it actually goes to the owner of the cow. son Rav Ravika says no, it's split between the owner of the cow and the owner of the calf. The And the halakh l'maysa is, the psak is going to be that the owner of the cow and the owner of the calf do in fact split this money. We begin the Mishnah. If you have a potter who brings his pots into a courtyard that belongs to somebody without permission. And now what happens, the animal that belongs to the owner of that courtyard destroys those pots. Potter, there's no obligation for the person to pay because you can say, what is your stuff doing in my courtyard?" Dem Husk Herrn there is and if, let's say, the animal of the person who owns the courtyard gets damaged by those pots, so then the owner of the pots has to pay for the damages. However, if the owner of the pots brought it in there with permission, So then the obligation is going to be upon the person who owns the courtyard since he gave him permission to come in. Now we have a slightly different case. Let's say someone brings in his fruits into the courtyard that belongs to somebody without permission. And the owner of that courtyard eats those fruits, and There's no obligation on the owner of the courtyard to pay Because you can say to him Why did you put your fruits in my house? What did you expect? And if the animal that belongs to the courtyard owner Gets damaged by those fruits It slips on them So then the owner of the fruits has an obligation to pay for that damage And if the fruits again Were brought in with permission of the courtyard owner Then the obligation is upon him now we have a third case let's say you have an ox that's brought in to the courtyard of someone without permission we turn to Mbzayin on my base page 47b and now so you brought in your ox and now my ox I'm the owner of the courtyard my ox goes and gores through your ox you weren't there with permission or for example the dog my dog goes and bites your animal that you brought in without permission there's no obligation on the owner of the courtyard so let's say the animal that that was born in there without permission gores the ox of the person who lives there hii so there 's an obligation on the person who brought in his ox without permission the name of if let's say the, the ox that was born without permission falls into the pit of this guy who lives there and it ruins the water that 's inside of the pit. Hive so there's an obligation on the person whose ox is born in without permission I can't if let's say his father or his son was inside of the pit is a so now if the animal causes a death to the father or the son so then there's an obligation on the owner of the ox. That was was brought in there again without permission to pay the kofer to pay the replacement so to speak the value of the person that got killed as a slave if the animal was allowed to be brought in there so Then the obligation will in fact be upon the owner of the, the courtyard the Rabbi, Rebbe says hold on a second the, in all of these cases even if it was brought in with permission there's no obligation on the owner of the courtyard until the person who is allowing this person to bring his ox in accepts upon himself to, to watch the ox meaning there are three different levels here there's if the ox is brought in without any permission at all There's a level where the ox is brought in with permission, but then there's a third level where the ox is brought in with permission and the person whose courtyard is accepts upon himself to make sure that nothing happens to whatever is being brought in, the ox or the fruits, etc. So Revi is saying that until the person whose courtyard is accepts upon himself to be responsible for any damages that are going to occur, so until that point there's no obligation on the owner of the courtyard, Chu has been brought in with permission, but there's no obligation on him to pay for any damages that are caused to the thing that was brought in. We begin the gamorra. Time of the Tishulub Shores. We say that in the first case in the mission, we said that when someone brings it in without permission, so then there's an obligation on the person who brought his object, let's say his pots in, to pay for any damages that are caused by his pots. So the Gemara says like this, it's only because he brought it in without permission. Havir shows, but the implication is if he brought it in with permission, that there would be no obligation on the person who brought in his pots to pay for the damages that are caused to the animal that belongs to the owner of this courtyard. And we don't say, and we don't say, that there's an implication that when he brings in his stuff he gets permission that he also accepts upon himself to make sure that no damages are caused to the person or to the animal the person whose courtyard it belongs to so money so who is this? this is actually Rebbe Rebbe is the one who says that whenever you have not explicitly stated so you have not accepted upon yourself to watch it because Rebbe says at the end of the Mishnah that if I don't accept upon even if I give you permission to come in there I didn't express say that I'm going to make sure that nothing happens to your thing. So I didn't accept upon myself to make sure that nothing happens to your thing until I expressly state it. So too, when I get permission to come in and bring my pots, so if I didn't expressly state that I'm going to make sure it doesn't cause damage, so I don't have to pay for that. So that sounds like Rebbe, because according to the, Rabbanon, according to the rabbis, so even if you haven't expressly agreed that there's going to be an obligation on a person whose courtyard it is, still it's something that's implied. And therefore, so too in regards to the person who's the potter, who has his pots coming in, it would also be implied that he accepts upon himself not to cause damage to the owner of the courtyard. So from the fact that we're saying that it's not true, he does not have to pay even though he got permission to come in there, so that sounds like rabbi. Amos, safe us. Like says, hold on. Let's look at the next case. Im Hichnes bershus. So if he actually brought it in with permission, it says that the owner of the courtyard has an obligation to pay. So then that comes out like the Rabbis, that he is accepted upon himself, even though he hasn't expressly stated it, from the fact that he gave the person permission to come in there. So he's accepting upon himself not to cause any damage to the person who brought his stuff in there. So that sounds like the rabbis that, that hold that you don't have to expressly state it. Vesu, additionally, another question is Rebbe At the end of the mission, it says that Rebbe says that in all of the cases, there's no obligation until the person expressly states that he's going to make sure that nothing happens to the, the person's things that were brought in, where he came in with permission. And what comes out according to what we're saying is that the first case is Rebbe, the middle case is the rabbis, and the last case is Rebbe. We don't usually find that in a mission where it switches off and, and you have an argument, and then it comes back to the original rabbi. So what's going on? So Rabbi Zair says, Tavra, the Mishnah is broken, so to speak. The one who says the first statement in regards to the animal or the, the pots that were brought in without permission did not say the second statement in regards to where it was brought in with permission. Rava Amar Rava says Kulerabanni. Really we could say that the whole Mishnah is the rabbis. So now the question was that it sounded like in the first case the implication was from the Mishnah that it was going like Rebbe, because we said that if it was born with permission, the implication was that there's no obligation on the potter to have to pay for any damages that are caused by his pots. So According to the rabbis, what did we say? We said that if someone comes in there, so and he comes in with permission, so it's implied that he's going to make sure to do what needs to be done. He's going to make sure that his pots don't cause damage, and the person who allows him to come in also implies, without saying it expressly, that he also is going to make sure that no damage is caused to the things that are brought in. That's what we said according to the rabbis. We should say. So says it's not true. It's a mistake. In regards to when the person who's giving permission to come in there, when when he doesn't say expressly that he's accepting upon himself not to cause damage to the pots that are brought in, that's true, that's implied even though he hasn't said that expressly, and he's going to accept upon himself even if those pots get damaged by the wind, he's going to accept upon himself that uh, he's going to pay the damages. However, in regards to the guy who's bringing his pots in, he never accepted upon himself to actually do something, the implication is not on his side that he's going to make sure that no damage is caused to the person who is entering into his courtyard, but but rather, when he gets permission, he gets full f- full rights, and when he comes in, he doesn't have any obligation to make sure that no damage is caused. It's only upon the person who the chutz or the courtyard is, it's only upon him, even according to the rabbis. The Gemar continues We said in the mission that if somebody brings his fruits into someone else's property, and then the Property owner, his animal gets damaged by the fruits, so then there's an obligation on the owner of the fruits to pay. Um, Rav, so Rav says, when do we say that there's an obligation only if the animal which belongs to the courtyard owner tripped on the fruits that were brought in there without permission? But if let's say the animal that belongs to the courtyard owner ate those fruits until it got a stomach ache and it died or it got very sick, so then there's no obligation on the owner of the fruits. My time, what's the reason? Because the person whose fruits there are can always say, he shouldn't have eaten my fruits. Meaning, if it slips over them, that's something that's normal for the animal to walk around. But who says that this animal had to eat up all of these fruits? Um, Rav, Shishas. Rav Shishas says, Amin, I say, Rav, Then when Rav was drowsy and falling asleep, that must have been when he said this whole concept over. we have a breast that implies not like we just said. If somebody places poison in front of the animal of his friend, there's no obligation for the for the person who caused the damage to have to pay Medina Adam in regards to monetary values. That means you can't bring him to court and make him pay. But in regards to if he's done something wrong, so the heavens see that you've done something wrong it's not a proper thing that you've done so the implication here is like this it's only if you place something which it doesn't usually eat which is poison then there's no obligation I will pay rice, but if you're talking about fruits which are normal for the animal to eat then there would in fact be an obligation there as well not like Rav said if Rav is correct so then we should say well it shouldn't have eaten the fruits why is the Bresa implying that in fact there would be an obligation Amri who we could say like this don't make that assumption based on what the Bresa says you're assuming from the Bresa you're deducing that there, would, there wouldn't be an obligation in regards to fruits not true it could be that in regards to fruit there also would be no obligation between Adam when it comes to any kind of monetary issues so why did we specifically say a case of poison it's coming to teach you the following novelty even if we're talking about something which is poison which is not usually eaten by an animal so you might think that there's no obligation even in regards to the heavens I haven't done anything wrong because the animals shouldn't have eaten it animals don't usually eat poison so that's what's coming to teach you that the novelty is that no in regards to such a case there still is an obligation as far as the heavens are concerned you've done something wrong monetary we can't pull the money out of you but you have done something wrong V by same another possibility is Sam when it comes to something which is poison Nami the Hainu we could be talking about something that normally an animal would eat in regards to poison because it's a poison which is a poison grass which animals eat they eat grass so that's similar to the fruits that it ate and it overate and got a stomach ache or died from and therefore there's no difference between this poison that we're talking about and the fruits that we're talking about and in fact we could, we could show from there that there's no obligation just as Rav said in regards to fruits so it's over here and the reason is because it shouldn't have eaten it i 'll ask you a question if a woman goes into a certain place in order to grind wheat without permission and the owner of the house his animal eats up those. Pieces of wheat, or the flour now. Potter, so there's no obligation to pay. Im If the animal got damaged by eating the wheat, then so there's an obligation on the woman who brought it in there to pay. Va'amai, and why? Neyma, we should say. Hava le'shelay The animal shouldn't have eaten it. So the Gemara says, we say like this, is it any better than the Mishnah? So we said in the Mishnah, what's the case where the animal got damaged by the wheat? I'm sorry, by the fruits in the Mishnah. So it's a case where it slipped on them. We could say over here as well, in regards to the wheat, that it got damaged. How is it that it got damaged? Not by eating it, but rather by slipping on it the one who asked the question so what was he thinking when he asked the question of course he could explain that the case is just like our Mishnah where the person slipped on them Amr lacha. so he'll tell you as follows Bishlema masnisen. Our Mishnah we could simply say that it got it slipped on it. Katani behen hu. it says in the Mishnah that it got damaged by them, we could say that it slipped on them. Aval But what does it say over here? Katani. It says in the Brisa imhuska. But like katani Bahan, it says it it got damaged. It doesn't say it got damaged on them. So the katani. So the implication is that we're talking about that the animal ate the foods, and that's why it says it got damaged. It Didn't say it got damaged on them. So what's the one who answered and said That the Bryce is also talking about where it slipped He'll respond There's no difference It means the same thing Whether it says it got damaged or got damaged on them It's all the same thing And we could just as easily say that it slipped on them We have another brayso that involves the discussion that we've been having until now. If let's say somebody brings his ox into the courtyard of someone else without permission, and the animal that was brought in there, so it ate the chita, the wheat of the person who owns this place, and then the animal got sick because wheat is not healthy for an animal. It got sick and it died. Potter, there's no obligation on the owner of the field. You shouldn't have brought your animal into my field. However, if it was brought in with permission, that means that the owner of the courtyard had given permission for the guy to bring in his ox and now the ox ate something that belonged to the courtyard owner, then there's an obligation on the courtyard owner despite the fact that he ate the animal ate something which was not healthy for it. Why is it so? Why can't we say as we've been saying until now as Rav said that when it comes to the damages that are caused through food in someone else's property so you can always say it's not my responsibility. So Rav says no there's a fundamental difference between what we've been saying until now what Rav has been speaking about in our case. You bring in a contradiction from two different cases. The case that we're talking about here is where someone was allowed to bring his animal in with permission. The previous cases where somebody brought his food roots in without permission. Birchus, so now there's something different that happens in the case where the animal came in with permission where it was born with permission Shmir's shere love. so then the owner of the courtyard has accepted upon himself to make sure nothing happens to this ox no matter what even if it's something that's strange and unusual even if the animal chokes itself the person whose courtyard is guaranteeing that nothing will happen to this ox you bring it into my possession I'm going to watch and make sure nothing happens and thus if the animal eats a piece of wheat that belongs to the owner of the courtyard and it dies because of that the obligation is going to be On the owner of the courtyard. In the previous case, where I brought my fruits in without permission and it caused damage to the owner of the courtyard, so there, listen, you can expect me, as someone bringing in my fruits without permission, to have to pay for something which is a normal case. If the animal slipped on it, I'm going to have to pay for that. But to say that I accepted upon myself to do something which is very odd, for the animal is going to eat over and over and over again until it gives itself a stomachache and it dies from overeating on fruits, you can't expect me to have to pay for that weird thing. That's your responsibility. You taught your animal to have weird eating habits. You can't expect me to have to pay for that. Whereas over here, as we said, so since he allowed him to bring his his ox in, so he accepted upon himself anything, even a weird thing, a strange thing that will happen, and thus if the animal eats the wheat and it dies, there's going to be an obligation on the owner of the courtyard to pay for those damages the Gemara asks a question let's say the person either according to the rabbis he didn't say anything and there's an implication that he accepts upon himself when he allows him to come in there he accepts upon himself to, to watch it according to Rebbe if he said it expressly so what's going to be the halacha? does he mean that I'm going to prevent my own things from causing damage to you? or maybe he's saying I'm even going to make sure that nothing causes damage to you even from outside Tashema will bring a proof as follows the of Yehudah that the Bar-Simon had the following in regards to the Nezek in the, from the Yeshiva of Karna. If someone brings in fruits to the courtyard of someone else, without permission, and an act comes from a different place, doesn't belong to the owner of this courtyard, and he eats them, Potter. There's no obligation. But if the fruits were brought in with permission, then there is an obligation. Man patr man chayiv. Who are we talking about when we say there's an obligation, there's no obligation? Who's this going on? Vlav, perhaps. Patr balchotzer. The person that we're talking about, perhaps, is talking about the person who owns the courtyard. And we're talking about whether he has an obligation or not. And thus, we could prove that where the courtyard owner gave permission to the person to bring his fruits in, so then he accepts upon himself to even, if there's any damages that are coming from outside, that, he, that he's going to be obligated in those. Amr, the says <laughs> there's no proof. Light, no. When we talk about the obligation, we're talking about the owner of the axe has an obligation, or the owner of the axe does not have an obligation. So the says, wait, if we're going on the owner of the axe, we have a difficulty. Onto the top of M'chesem Al, page 48a. What do we care if it was brought into the person's uh, possession with permission or not? It doesn't matter as far as the owner of the ox is concerned, his ox caused damage. So the Gemara answers Amri, we say like this. When it's brought in with permission, the fruits are brought in with permission, the reason that there's an obligation on the ox's owner is because it's considered Shane, hanizuk. It's considered that his animal caused damage by eating in the possession of the one who got damaged, meaning even though it's not really the possession of the one who got damaged because he brought in his fruits there, and he brought it from outside into someone else's domain but since he has permission to be there, it's considered like his possession in this regard that if an animal comes and damages, so that there's, there is an obligation to pay but if it was brought in there without permission of fruits, so it's more similar to a case where an animal uh, eats and causes damage in a public domain, and in such a case there's an obligation because the Torah says that you have to cause damage when you're eating it in a private domain that belongs to the person whose, whose object is getting damaged. Thus, if it's born with permission, it's considered his area in this regard, and there's an obligation on the owner of the ox. And if it was born without permission, then there's no obligation on the owner of the ox.